Welcome to The Tent, a podcast for all of us geeky guys and girls that like to play with decomposing leaves, dried wood, dirt, all that other kind of unusual stuff that we love so much. And anybody that's thinking of anything unusual in the aquarium world is definitely welcome here. I'm Scott Feldman, your host, occasional provocateur, and definitely a fish geek just like you. Today I want to talk about uh, a a concept that you may have thought about in the context of planted aquariums and other aquariums before, but perhaps not thought about in the botanical world. And it's something that's really relevant. Um, I call it something old, something new. It's a sort of a a revisiting of of an old concept, one that actually uh, Amano himself brought up years ago. It's a concept called Sozu Haishuko. And it's basically about replacing things. Now, the continuous replacement and supplementation of leaves and botanicals as they start to break down is a sort of a process. I mean, it's probably even like a habit, really, which many of us who play with these type of aquariums understand. Now, this not only creates a continuously evolving aesthetic, but it helps maintain the biological diversity and keeps the environmental parameters in that cherished tight range that we always talk about. Now, I know a few of you tinters who make significant replacements of leaves and botanical items and replace them with fresh materials simultaneously, and this is conducted on a regular basis. Again, this is similar to that Japanese aquascaping uh, practice that we call Sozo Haishoku, uh, and that was espoused by Takashi Amano, and it's basically the process of removing as much old substrate material as along with the plants uh, it contains in an aquarium and then replacing it with new materials. And the theory behind it is that it preserves the overall composition of the layout, but the softscape, in our case, would be by botanicals and leaves, could change dramatically. And that's how uh, Amano was able to keep a tank going long term and still create a dynamic environment. Ours is a little bit different. Now, the process is really interesting to us as botanical-style aquarium fans because, as we talked about so many times before, it does sort of mimic what happens in many streams and rivers and flooded forests on a seasonal basis. Older materials are swept downstream as the watercourses start swelling and then they're replaced by new ones that arrive to replace them. And of course, in the aquarium, performing a Sozo Haishoku, have you noticed I pronounce it differently every time? If you do, extra credit. (laughs) So performing one of these Sozo Haishoku type replacements of materials can significantly change the aesthetic of the aquascape because the botanicals are replaced and, you know, substituted with different ones after the old ones are removed. On the downside, I suppose, it could also create significantly different environmental parameters when we do big change-ups of materials in a short span of time. The impacts on our fishes could be positive or negative depending upon the conditions which existed prior to the move. Now, personally, I'm a fan of less radical moves and in the interest of uh, good offense, I favor regular, more measured additions to the botanical set in my aquariums. I tend not to remove any decomposing botanical material unless it just becomes an aesthetic detraction because it's blowing crap all over the place or something like that. Not long ago, I did a uh, a sort of a makeover on my brackish water mangrove tank in my home office, which had accumulated a, a significant amount of decomposing mangrove leaf litter over the year that it was in operation. I wanted to add a light, you know, a lighter colored fine sandy substrate to be kind of more consistent with some of the brackish water mangrove habitats that I studied. So what did I do? Well, instead of taking things out, I literally placed the sand on top of the accumulated leaf litter detritus. That's a pretty radical move for me. And I know that it goes against some of the grain of aquarium thinking about, oh, you're creating pockets of hydrogen sulfide or, or whatever. 
Number one, it didn't. Number two, uh, it mimics to a great extent the sediment replacement that actually happens in a mangle, a mangrove habitat, where sediment is being deposited by current and tide and decomposition takes place. It's a very rich substrate. Indeed, that's what mangroves have evolved into. So what really happens uh, is that through the power uh, of the current in the tank and the activities of my fishes, some of it rises up to the surface now and again. And the water parameters, they've been unaffected by that move. Now, with an understanding that we're attempting to foster multiple levels of life forms in our tanks, not removing all of the decomposing materials is actually a good move in my opinion. Think about food chains, microbial growth, and environmental stability in our aquariums. Fostering these requires us to embrace rather than fear some of these processes as they happen in our tanks. And of course, nature provides examples of similar processes. I have no illusions that you know open natural aquatic systems operate radically differently from our aquariums, but the concept is essentially the same. Think about what you see in the wild. There's a great picture that uh, I will try to post uh, maybe on Facebook or, or somewhere again by my friend Ty Streitman who lives down in the Amazon doing his, his uh, post-grad work. Um, it's a picture of leaves being covered by sand and that's really interesting. It sounds kind of funny to you, but that's kind of what we're talking about here. Nature provides that prototype for just about everything we do, huh? And having studied many images of Amazonian igarapes and uh, flooded forests and so forth, it's very obvious to me that although some materials are swept away by currents, etc., many do remain in place till they fully decompose, and that adds to the richness and complexity of the habitat. And we can mimic that process in our aquariums to some advantage. And when you couple that with good husbandry technique, and I mean water, you know, water exchanges, managing your population, feeding responsibly, using replacement of chemical filtration media, etc., etc. An eye for aesthetics, patience, and a focus on creating as complete functioning microcosm as possible in our tanks. Long-term success is virtually a given in a botanical-style aquarium, in my opinion. Okay, emphasis on virtually. Nothing's a complete given uh, in this hobby, but nonetheless, it's a virtual success uh, now, far be it for me to say that one of these systems won't test your patience, won't test your diligence and your perseverance, but to those who do endure and hold steady, the rewards are there. Facing, accepting, and dealing with some of the early aesthetic challenges in botanical style aquariums, like the appearance of, uh, of biofilms and fungal growth and the breakdown of botanicals, it's a fundamental step in building our skill set in this specialty. But to those who get through that, it's very rewarding. It's a simple fact that terrestrial materials, which, you know, once exposed to water, they'll decompose, they'll recruit fungal and biofilm growths, and they'll substantially impact the aquatic environment and the physical appearance of our aquariums, exactly like in nature. And how we manage this stuff, both mentally and practically, will impact the state of the art in the truly natural aquarium for many years to come. You know, for decades, the, the hobby focus was all about removing pretty much everything as soon as it starts breaking down. And I really beg you to reconsider this long-held belief and to think about the potential benefits of leaving decomposing materials in your tank. So if you're tempted to remove some of the decomposing leaves or broken down botanicals to preserve some aesthetic you have in your head, I get it, but think twice, okay? Preserve some of the old materials. Think about the long-term impacts of such short-term moves. Do think about the ability of life forms in our tank to process and utilize these materials if, it's left, if they're left undisturbed. Yeah, consider the concept of sozu haishoku, the transient nature of botanicals and the evolution of your aquarium over time. 
you might change the course of your whole aquarium. And you will almost certainly change the course of the hobby as a whole over time. Stay curious about this stuff. Research it. Look at nature. Look at your tanks. Ask yourself how nature really works. Stay consistent. Stay diligent. Stay observant. Stay thoughtful. And always stay wet. Hope you enjoyed today's quick little, hopefully thought-provoking narrative. Think about it. Let me know what you think. And if you have ideas for future uh, podcasts, feel free to uh, drop me an email at tenantaquatics at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm Scott Fellman. Been a fun time this morning. Look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks a lot.